Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm so ready. Okay. All right. Oh. I'm gonna do the intro. <laughs> so. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Urbanize. My name is Wally Brown, uh, the CEO of Equity Urban. Today, I have the myth, the legend, Hi. the infamous Poppy Ada. Hello. Oh, hello, hello. How you doing? I'm good. It's a beautiful weather today in Portland. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, it's Friday and we're on a rooftop. We are on a rooftop. Just getting some sun while we have it, maybe for the next two weeks. I don't know. Let's do it. But we here. We here. We here. Okay. We came with the heavy questions this time around. Okay. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> so first up, like, who are you? You know, like, what's your name and what's okay. your dance style? So my name is Daniel, also known as Papi Ada. Ada. Yes, yes, yes. You might have heard. I'll talk, mo- I'll talk more about it in a sec. But yes, I am a local dancer here in Portland, Oregon, and I'm mainly known for Vogue Femme. Okay. Yeah, and my contributions to the ballroom community here. Okay. Can you explain to the people what Vogue Femme is? Yes, of course. So when it comes to, you know, it's one of those things where, like, I almost can't even talk about Vogue Femme without talking about ballroom. Mm. And the ballroom community is a place where people in the LGBTQIA plus community find refuge. They find a place to, you know explore themselves they find a chosen family and it you know under the umbrella of many things that ballroom has to offer there's also a dance style one one among many other categories called vogue femme okay and so here in portland i was one of the first voguers you could say to train with others and to like provide you know training and sessions and uh just kind of naturally made me like a lot of people's quote-unquote father okay and that's kind of where my name poppy came from really just because i was just like the go-to guy and have consistently continued to do that for the last 10 years um now because portland is the way it is i didn't really have a lot of uh mm, how would you say i didn't have we we didn't have like an establishment for where yeah, to do yeah. it. We just kind of had to create it, and uh, yeah. Anyways, I think like a lot of communities here, we've just been able to work with what we have, and here we are now. You yeah, know? we've been able to accomplish a lot more than I ever thought we could with our Kiki ballroom scene here. But well, one could say it's legendary what you've accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I see what you, I see what you did there. <laughs> yes, one could say that. That's pretty cool. So, you talked a lot about Portland. We want to know about about uh, the poppy behind the Ada. So, where have you lived before? (laughs) So, I am originally from Veracruz, Mexico. Veracruz. Veracruz. Okay. You been there? No. I know Tom, though. Tom? Tom Cruise. (laughs) (laughs) I'm walking out of this interview. (laughs) Oh, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Um, So, yeah, originally from Veracruz, Mexico, born and raised. 
um, my family. So I come from a family that's very artistic. No dancers. Okay. But lots of singers, lots of musicians, which meant every family gathering. It was live music. It was, you know, just the vibes that I just grew up with. You know, I didn't, I was not raised as a dancer. It was just like a lot yeah. of music and art um, yeah. among just just organically like every family you know i took i def as a kid you kind of take those things for granted but like yeah. there was always music live music live singers growing up and i think that by default they always had the my generation all my cousins just like gathering and doing all the little baby dance yeah yeah and everyone kind of grew out of it except me i kept i, I kept baby dancing my way yeah. all the way to Poppy ate that. That's great. That's yeah, pretty great. That's kind of what happened. That's beautiful. Thanks. Okay. And like, okay, so that's the story of where you've been. Yes. Um, started. Let's see. That's like the origins. Like, how did you make your way to Portland? Portland. I, so I moved to the U.S. with my parents and my sister when I was 11 years old. Okay. And then somehow found my way to continue dance through middle school, high school. Um, when I was in high school, I met a group of b-boys that just kind of like yeah. took me on their wing. And they okay. were like, you're flexible, you're bendy. We need a bendy person. Yeah. And they gave me the b-boy name Slinky. Slinky. Slinky was my viewer name. B-Boy Slinky? I, I, never, I never knew this. I never, you know, I don't tell a lot of people because I'm definitely not a breaker, but it was my first time connecting to a dance community where, like, I met the people yeah. directly and just people that cared. You know, whatever level they were at, they were a part of the community. They had me, before going to their sessions, they had me watch this DVD to learn about the history of, like, breaking and it just made me appreciate even though i was not was the like freshest kids it was the freshest kids the freshest kids no so only one of them his name's Ro Ro roasty uh -huh. oh i know roasty you know roasty yeah I do. yeah he went to the same high school as me oh wow so he was like our little leader okay. and we had this little crew only in high school and we were called the fresh oh my god free flow b-boys okay ah, that was our name yes okay and so we would just perform at the assemblies, at the talent shows, and that was it. That's pretty dope. And then, you know, he was a year older than me, so once he left, like, the group was over, and then yeah. I was like, I'm not done dancing. Like, yeah. I want to keep doing this. You want to keep going. And, you know, no one else wanted to do it, but I always, I kept that, hang that like, hunger of, yeah. like, I want to do more. And I remember just hitting him up, and he yeah. would tell me, like, come to Portland. Like, there's yeah. a whole community here. Mm. And, you know, I... When you go out of, when you get out of high school and you see like the bigger picture, you know, it was a little intimidating for me. So I, and I knew I didn't want to necessarily be a b-boy because I was also starting to, uh, at the age of 19, I started like experiencing more of like my sexuality and who yeah, I yeah. was. So I gave more time to that. And it wasn't until I was 23 that I moved to Portland and I was like, okay, I'm going to just jump in the deep end and try every dance possible that I can possibly do okay which landed me in Vogue Femme eventually but I, I tried a lot of different things lots like all style battles 
uh, dance companies, uh, salsa dancing. I was heavy on the da- salsa dancing. That's actually as far as dance classes. Yeah, I started with salsa. Yeah, that was my thing. Your one while. of your partners was like the Brazilian favela. Are you talking about Natalia? Yeah, yeah, Natalia. Yeah, <laughs> that came later. I love her. Yeah, she. We were in, in a company together, and we taught together at the same studio as well. So, salsa. yeah. Okay. I know. So many styles. Yes. Let's do this. I've tried. I've tried to try. I try. I try what I can. Okay. Yeah. So, like, what would you say your current role in the local dance scene is? Like, that's where you were. And like that's like bringing you up to now. So like, what does now look like for you? I see myself as a teacher, as a coach, um, a leader. Yeah, I have had many examples of people just kind of coming up to me, whether they're even a part of ballroom or not, just to get advice on things. So yeah, I would definitely consider myself a coach. That's pretty in the scene, yeah. Okay, that's how like other people view you, right? So like, I mean, I don't know if that's you... for me to decide. No, are you? Are you? Are you? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah. So like now, like getting more personal, like yeah. for you, what do you see as what's next for Daniel Papieda? Mm. So like we went through the past, where you are now. Mm-hmm. What's what do you think is like next for you? I. I'm 34 years old. Mm. I you look so young. Thank you. <laughs> it's a dancer thing. I mean, how old are you? I'm 29. I just 29? turned 29 um, Monday. Yeah. See. Oh wait, Gemini. Yes. You make so much sense as a Gemini. Oh really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like with your humor and like, yeah. Just okay. You're definitely a Gemini. I knew this because the group chat was like, "Happy birthday, Wally." Oh yeah. Okay. I I knew this. Thank I knew you. this. My bad. Well, okay. happy belated birthday. I Thank don't think you. I got to. You sent, you sent, you were one of the people that sent. Okay. Yeah, so that's okay. good. Good. Thank you. Yeah. We're good. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. What was the question? What's your next, what's next for you? What's next for me? So, hmm. I've always been the type of person who doesn't like to get comfortable. Hmm. I think in a lot of ways, Portland can be a place for that many times for artists where yeah. like they just kind of get to a place where things get comfortable and it just works out. And so, um, yes, as I'm getting older, I've been kind of balancing this lifestyle of like recognizing my role here, like I said, being a coach, but also traveling to places that are a lot more established with ballroom. Yeah. And uh, just really tapping into the mainstream world and seeing what that's, what I can get out of that, yeah. how I can make a name for myself there, because technically there I don't have a house like I do here. Yeah. So. I've been trying to build that in different cities and definitely have gotten my name out there and I just want to keep doing that. Um, and also the future, the future of Papi, the future of Daniel, like I want to continue to uh, also not just be a dancer, but yeah. like showcase other of my layers. Like this past um, year, I started doing the rebound. Oh, yeah. Which is the Kiki Ball, the monthly Kiki Ball that we have here in Portland. And okay. Just, Putting on that hat of like an event coordinator, like is something very new for me, but it's also been super rewarding. Mm. So I want to keep exploring that. Okay. 
And where could people go to find out more if they were interested? Yes, if you are interested, please follow. As of now, we only have a Instagram. So our account handle is ReboundPDX. Okay. And I keep up with that page. So you should see all the info on the next upcoming ball. Let's yeah. do it. And they're popular. They're, they're popular. pretty popular. They sell out every time. So don't sleep on getting those tickets. Like, link on the bio. You know what to do. Sell out the Moda Center one day. Just <laughs> Oh, my God. That's, see, that's the goal. That's the future right there. Okay. Getting us to sell out the Moda Center. Okay. Maybe sometime. So let's see. All right. So that. So now we're going to take it to, like, like a imagination like, mm. place. So, like, with you and your journey, like, where you've been, where you are, and where you're planning on going, what do you have, what advice do you have for, like, young people who are, like, going to be the inheritors of our scene and, like, the leaders of tomorrow? What would you say to them? I think um, I very often see Portland as a place with opportunity for artists, and that's great. Mm -hmm. I don't see a lot of people... taking a second yeah. to see what's already been built and then trying to build, continue to build from there. You know, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of leaders that come in and try to start their own path and become a trailblazers, which I will always uh, credit. I will always give credit to that. But I want to see, I want to see a future where maybe we have battles where people don't, sit on the floor anymore you know how can we upgrade how can we yeah, yeah. bring it up to not just being always at i don't know you it's know like, like neighborhood I, level i think know? the production can can level up i yeah. think the the way we advertise the way we work together as a group as a community can always there's always room for growth yeah for yeah that. and i know that like as excited as I am to do what I'm doing right now I'm not always gonna do it and it's yeah. scary when you think about if I don't do it who's gonna take it who's gonna yeah. do it and so yeah along with the young ones having to you know I want them to keep that awareness if they want to if they want to step into that leadership role to be able to take it from where it's at and continue to build it I think it's also important for our current leaders to think of who they're going to put under their wing oh, yeah. to teach them the work that we're doing. That's not just dance. Yeah. Cause I mean, you do events yourself too. So yeah, you get it. It's, yeah. it's a lot of a different lot. hats to put on. Yeah. But we gotta, we gotta pass on the torch at some point. Yeah, know? we do. So you're right. Yeah. Let's do it. Yes. Yes. And back to like you, like what's talking about events, what's one dance event like or accomplishment? that you're most proud of? I have to say, my event. <laughs> the rebound? The rebound. Okay. That's the mo that's the one I'm the most proud of. Mm. I uh, We did it from November to February, so that was four balls back to back. Mm. And we just went on a little hiatus after that because uh, we needed a little break. Those four months helped us establish like my, my core team of who I work with and everything. Um, but what has happened during this hiatus is that um, a lot of people have reached out with like love letters pretty much oh. about the event and 
what it did to them, how it made them, you know, have something to look forward to. And it's moments like that where you realize, like, oh, this is beyond me. Like, this is, like, this type of work is, like, need. it's not even, yeah, people need this. Isn't that scary, too? It's a lot of responsibility. Lot of responsibility. But one of the things I have learned and applied last year that I was not good at yeah. is uh, delegating. Yeah. Something I'm still learning in some ways, but, you know, I, it, I've been able to delegate with my team to the point that when I get these letters that are a compliment, but also a sense of fear because of the responsibility, I know I got the right team to keep accomplishing that, yeah. you know, because it's really, I think my event is making the change in Portland that I want to see. Yeah. And when I say that, I say it so comfortably because like I have a whole team that believes that too. And we lead with that. And we know that, you know, when we lost the first venue that where we were doing our event, we had no doubt, like, we're going to find another venue. Yeah. Because like, it's not, we, we have created the brand. Yeah. We can move anywhere. Yeah. You know, it's like good. the venue will come and go. Yeah. That always happens. That's kind of the history of every event that I know, yeah, yeah, honestly. Yeah. So as long as you keep that solid group, like you're good. I feel that's pretty dope mm -hmm. that's pretty dope mm -hmm. I like it and I, I can feel you on that I know I host a lot of my events myself but like people will like help me out like with volunteering and stuff but like I'll like be tired I'm like okay this is good I'm done and then people come to me like hey what's the next one you should do this for the next one I'm like oh god <laughs> I know I, I was one of those people that came over here like, when's the 90s one I was like when's the 90s one I'm ready to take it I'm ready to have another 8 I take it and like 8 people were like but like 8 people you're like I need a break yeah I was like I'm about to go let me go do because it's hard to like balance your own practice because mm -hmm. you can't compete in your own events right so exactly like you it's like I like to throw stuff for other because like when you throw an event, it's not about you. It's mm -hmm. about other people. Like, exactly. Yeah. So it's like I like I gotta I gotta take time to like reestablish, like remember who I am, mm -hmm. and then I like, get to a comfortable place to be like, okay, now that I'm secure, I can give again, you know. But exactly. I gotta fill my cup up first before I. That part, always. Exactly. Always, always, always. We can't be giving out from an empty cup. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. And your cup just became empty, so we. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. So. <laughs> We got we got bubble tea for those who cannot see. So let's see. Um, how do you balance dance and like your either your day job or like the rest of your life? Mm -hmm. you know? Hmm. Well, <clears throat> I have good question. How do I even do that? I guess I just try to. Um, as far as my day job goes, I only have. Uh, I have this cute Vietnamese rest. Well, it's not my restaurant, but I work at Fovan Fresh. Okay. Come check me out every Mondays from four to eight. Yes, it's a cute little shift. I get good tips. Okay. So like that's been like my my regular like part time thing. Okay. At a Vietnamese restaurant, food's great. That's um, why you're always so fresh. You work at Fovan. <laughs> okay. I see it. I see it. I'm yeah. Sure. But you know, I other than that, I just do my dance thing and yes i i mean i think with the nature of repping for ballroom and like which is a club style um i tend to work a lot in the club scene yeah. i have a lot of kids in my house that you know will work as like go-go dancers or drag performers and so i have 
at least here in Portland, because we have expanded to Seattle. That's kind of new for us. Okay. Um, hey, growing out the family. Um, I do manage some of the go-go dancers as well. So, yeah. Uh, okay. I, that's not really answering the question. No, How do okay. I even? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, yes, I do a lot, but I always make sure that I, when I get a free time, when I get free time, I am checking in with myself like, okay, am I, did I rest enough? Did I eat enough? Like, and just trying to keep up with that balance because I think that's always going to be the ongoing battle. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people that just overwork themselves and they forget to eat. Yeah. Forget to poop. (laughs) (laughs) Forget to drink water. So, yeah, I think uh, hanging out with other people like you. Yeah. That, like, also can relate to that and just seeing, like, oh, look at him. He bought groceries. (laughs) Like, he's, like, doing, he's he's making it work. Yeah. So that means I can, too. And then, you know, just friendly little reminders like that to get through. We doing it. We doing it. Okay. We just got a few more questions for you. Okay, sweet. Okay. If you had the ability to change, like, one thing about the scene today, Mm. what would you change? And, like... If I had the ability to change one thing about the scene today, hmm. See, this is, I have been thinking about, um, thank you for asking this question. I feel like when it comes to DJs, I could still, when it comes to all style battles, okay, I think the DJs should give more of a variety of yeah. music. I would also change five, from three judges to five judges if possible. Oh. That would be great. Because okay. then it makes it more, I don't know, it makes it more exciting, more dramatic, and more, and more places more uh different perspectives yeah yeah of like you know how they might judge um yeah i i would like to i think a lot of times from what i've been noticing and this is probably more a seattle thing no shade uh, or people, places outside of Portland, not even just Seattle. Uh, but like, you know, there's this thing I'm learning about. Let me give a little more context. So like, as far as like my training and like my battles, I'm more focused on ballroom. Okay. And so because our ballroom scene is pretty small and also the balls that happen here, I do. So I yeah. can walk in them. Yeah. I, that kind of by default, I turn out to be more of like an all-styles person yeah i know what you mean yeah because that's the only place where i can actually train and battle yeah yeah and so work that muscle you know i'm with my house house of ada you know we do our best to like bring that queer representation at these events and yeah um i think portland has been really receptive of that and it's been really great and so when i'm when i try to do that at other, other places because it's not local, I, I'm not able to bring as many ADAs into those spaces, so it's typically yeah. like just me. 
bringing this energy. Yeah. And and I used to do that when I first started entering battles. I was pretty much a, the only queer representation I was seeing, and um, I had all the energy to do that. But now yeah. after seeing like how progressive it's been here in Portland, when I go to other places, it just yeah. feels it feels a little outdated. Um, I think a lot of people think that they are doing the work to be inclusive but then when i'm in the spaces it's still not quite there Um, yeah i have gone to all style battles where like a crumper went up to me and said i like you you're talented but i don't like that gay shit like i have had had, i have had people feeling uncomfortable with me just like doing vogue femme at all style battles and i think there's a conversation to have there i think the more we're able to invite people. I, I don't completely have the solutions, but I just know I do want to see a change. And um, I would like to see more people like me stepping up at those venues. I would like to see, you know, more ballroom music to be played. And not just for me, because like that's going to be easy. I'm okay with getting the challenges of like, you know, a DJ playing hip hop music for me, because that's not necessarily what I train in. But like, yeah. Give the hip hop dancers a ballroom track. Yeah, you know, yeah. give them the same challenge because it doesn't feel fair. Yeah. Um, I want to see. Yeah, I want to see that change. Yeah, and I want to see it now. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I I'm glad you talk about that because mm-hmm. like, as like a curator, I don't know, as like a fellow like curator of space, it's so hard because like when people have like derogatory comments like that, mm-hmm. it's not like. It's like that person has some insecurity, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like for one them for them to like even say that to you is like, wow, you're so dope, but I don't like this. It's like they were having like this internal struggle that's like, whoa, it means to be whack to be gay, but this guy is so crazy. So you like mm-hmm. broke his like un- that I'm assuming it was yeah. a male. Yeah, it was. Um, you you broke their understanding of what it means to be like to them. They might have been like. Cause I don't, you're a very strong person. Like uh, everybody in the house made it. Like y'all are strong. Yeah. <laughs> so like when people have like these preconceived notions, which are wrong, mm-hmm. like you're giving them an example of not that. And it's yeah. hard, like curating a space. It's hard because like the feeling, the vibe of a space, mm-hmm. like it's somewhat a bit of like what the promoter has. Mm-hmm. It's somewhat a bit of like the architecture of the space. Mm-hmm. And then it's like this aggregate of like the emotions that everybody is bringing. Yeah. Like, and we don't know who's coming. Like, we have no control. One person can like wild out at a jam and they just ruin like the vibe of the mm-hmm. whole day because they're out here True. touching people. They're out here like almost starting fights and everybody's like now kind of on edge. Yeah. Whoa. And then that this? reflects on the event, even exactly. though it may not be at all related to it. Exactly. So it's like, and you know what's weird? I feel like a lot of the work that goes into that happens before the event. Mm-hmm. It's like, have people and that that's why i'm so big on like community spaces like open sessions and ciphers mm-hmm. it's like there's opportunities to see this to mm-hmm. see other people living their lives in equally valid ways even though they're different from you it doesn't mean they're less than it just means that they have a different path in life yeah like i think when people see that for the first time especially in like a judging environment mm-hmm. they can like they can take it internally and how they handle that I've seen people like just go crazy because like mm-hmm. one they're being judged like and then they're like oh i feel like i'm better than this person and then like yeah. they attribute to your like per like something that's outside of dance because they thought they think they're the best person in the world this mm-hmm. may be the first time they heard no 
I don't know, as like an event host, like, I don't know, like stuff like that, like isn't, it's not excusable. And I see like stuff like that happens when people don't, when people are like closed-minded, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, it's hard because like the balance is, I just provide opportunities for people to get to know each other, Mm -hmm. you know? But some people still want to be like, some people just don't want to accept that other yeah, people are different. Exactly. And that's you know, hard. The, I think it's a benefit for me that, you know, Ballroom and Vogue Femme comes from a place of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like protesting in yeah. a way, because it's an act of rebellion in a way. And so when I find myself in these scenarios where it may be uh, predominantly straight or or people it's not it's okay if it's straight but like people with that close-minded yeah uh, idea of like you know feeling uncomfortable around me it makes me vogue even harder yeah and um, you know they may take it however they want to take it but it's the statement is being made with my movement and I think it's always a reminder like this is why I do it like this is you know I want to make these changes and um it's uh unfortunately not all spaces have been as receptive as as portland yeah um i also think you know oh for example like i'm finding out more about this like red bull uh open open style thing and a lot of times the the club styles i think when they think of whacking and they think of vogue they think of and I know this because I see the people they pick. Yeah. They usually pick like a girl. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. But like I never see like a trans a black trans woman. You yeah, know? Yeah. Like there's many incredibly talented people who have made a name for themselves in ballroom and they go for the cisgender girl. And again, no no hate on that because I mean I have had some of my members of my house repping, whacking and, and voguing um like uh, Steph, Steffi Styles and like Tracy, incredible people, but it just says a lot about like how they want, how they choose to represent those styles. Yeah. When they have this opportunity to you know uplift a queer trans person or like a gay man, you know, like. Yeah. And so I just want people to really think about the representation they're putting out there with different styles and and how are they catering to it because if this specific way of catering to this community works that doesn't mean it's going to work for every community it will so they got to really reevaluate that in my opinion yeah i think that's good mhm and i just want to shout you out for always like i like you all, you've always been a big supporter of my events like you've been yeah. a judge you've won I, like yeah. a House of Ada person has almost won like almost every single one that I've thrown. Yeah. And like I always like I I like I'm smart enough to know that like I'm stupid in areas that I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I'll never have some experiences. So I'm like mm. so like I always like I always try to have like not I, I try to like have as diverse like not people from the same style, not people mm-hmm. from because like I break and I do house like. Mm-hmm. I just do both of those, you know? Yeah. And so, like, anytime I choose judges, I'm like, okay, Papieta, can you judge? Papieta, mm-hmm. Brad, and, like, a B-boy. And, like, mm-hmm. we'll try to get, like, three separate styles, you know? Yes. I think you, I personally think you do a really good job at it. Yeah. Thank With, you. And not just your panel, 
but like when you do like invites for seven to smoke like it's pretty diverse as well it's exciting to see the lineup and be like none of those people are the same yeah or dance the same i like that the whole idea of mine i'm from atlanta so we okay. used to have a lot of these gems there's a jam called loose screws which is pretty dope and mm. there's a jam called buckshot um mm. where like it was, it was hosted by johnny lee we call him johnny blaze but it was like you'd pair like a breaker with like an all styles person yeah and like from the breaker perspective it's like oh i'm with the all styles person but from the all styles mm. perspective it's like hey all styles is really i'm i do vogue they do whacking these are completely mm -hmm. different but like and like we can start having those conversations about mm -hmm. how styles are distinctively different when we actually sit in a room together yeah and actually see it yeah and then it becomes normal then it becomes normalized like hey there's like a final with you and uh, Tombo. Oh, and yes. I thought it was like the most beautiful thing to have like a breaker, uh, both them like coming together. Because mm -hmm. like sometimes, I, I don't know, just being real, like sometimes breaking like the spaces can be like super masculine mm -hmm. and like sometimes like not, yeah. not welcoming to like. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, it was, it was beautiful to see that. Yeah. That was a cool thing. So. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I've always had a lot of love for breaking like i said earlier like that's how i found my love for dance in some way even though i'm not a i don't identify as a breaker like i i met a group that was able to like uplift me and see something in me before i even saw it for myself and even though i was just at the session stretching and watching like it was inspirational yeah. and it started my career in some way too so yeah i i have had the privilege to meet a lot of cool b-boys like you I get to meet you. you. Know, yeah, and the same, I mean, there's also some some vloggers out there that aren't nice or welcoming. Yeah, you know, yeah. They're not, you know, every community is going to have Real their people. pros and cons. And yeah, yeah. We have no control over how people are going to be. And yeah. I think it's beautiful that, like, we get to battle against, like, specifically vloggers. Because I mm -hmm. think breakers can get comfortable, especially, like, when we enter all styles battles. Like, Normally, breakers very rarely go down to that five, four, three, two, one. Like, we'll mm. finish, like, for 30 seconds. Oh. Right. But, like, we're normally battling against poppers and lockers. So, like, we'll go, we'll use the excuse, like, oh, our style is so dynamic that we can't. But then, like, a Vogue film will come out there. And, like, when Charles went, Charles was sweating every yeah. round and stuff. Yeah, Charles ate. So, I think y'all, like, y'all challenge us to, like, go be better. Be like, no, mm -hmm. like, they're equally, like, athletic. So mm -hmm. maybe we need to condition cardio and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes people think about, like, reevaluate, like, how am I training? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on here? Let's, let's, let's pull up. And I like that. I, that, specifically that battle that I just mentioned, like, with Charles, I saw a shift in the community. Oh, yeah. I saw people think, oh, okay that's the level now like yeah. that's the standard like we need to we need to pull up and i'm happy for that charles is like a phenomenal dancer mm -hmm. has amazing personality mm -hmm. and they condition yeah it's very rare to see like all three of the yeah right, that's so far discipline. it has been rare to see that level of discipline and passion mm -hmm. it's one thing to be disciplined but sometimes when people are disciplined like they lose the passion for it it looks like yeah. robotic yeah so, like to see all those like align mm-hmm yeah I want to see people not just battle just for battling like like I want to see people put in the work because I think we can all get pretty like I said earlier like we can get pretty comfortable with what we have here so
Okay. Like, let's keep let's keep pushing. Let's keep going together. Let's do it. We got last two questions for okay, you. Okay, let's this go. This next one's real. Oh, sh- What is Poppy Ada's favorite food? Okay, okay. Dang. You People want that know. one? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't... My favorite food keeps changing. Mm. I will say currently I went back to tacos. Tacos? Yeah, I just had some tacos before I came here. Okay. All right. So, all right. Let's go with that. Soft tortilla or hard tortilla? Soft flour tortilla. Flour tortilla? Yeah. You going to do me like no, that? corn tortilla. Yeah, okay. Let me take it back. <laughs> Let's take go. It back. Yes. <laughs> flour for quesadillas, but corn for tacos. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, someone got sued for um, having a corn tortilla in the... In the what? You didn't hear about the court? The case of Dia? In the case I'm of Dia? I'm done. You never you. heard about that? No, I'm done. That was a cheesy joke. I'm sorry. Stupid. We got one last... I'm offended. The, the last question for you. Do you have any final thing for the audience? Yeah. Um... If anyone is listening and got through all of that, just know that all the stuff we're talking about requires a village. Like, not one person can do, make these changes. Like, here we are talking about it. Here we are, you know, saying what we want to see. But, you know, I think it starts with a conversation like this and, like, spreading the word and doing your part however you can see best fits. Um... So yeah, follow me. Let me plug in my accounts, I guess. Yes, yeah, like yeah. I said earlier, Rebound PDX on Instagram for my event. And uh, my personal account, D-N-L-G-I-R-O-N. That's where I just post whatever I want to post for myself. But yeah, thank you for having me. Hello everyone, welcome back to Urbanize. My name is Wally Brown, uh, the CEO of Equity Urban. Today, I have the myth, the legend, the infamous Poppy Ada. Hello. Hello, hello. How you doing? I'm good. It's a beautiful weather today in Portland. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, it's Friday and we're on a rooftop. We are on a rooftop. 